Welcome to the Urban Farmette, where two clueless suburbanites buy a farm, move across country, and learn along the way. I'm Rachel Reeves. And I'm Sean. Hey, Sean. Hey. It's been a... What is this thing? Really? Is this podcasting? Is this what this is? It's been a long break we've taken from podcasting, and we apologize to our faithful listeners. I don't even know if we really have All excuses. two of you. <laughs> Do we have... Good excuses? I feel like we have good excuses. Very good excuses. Kind of. We've gone monthly. <laughs> we've gone to a monthly rotation. <laughs> and so we've only missed and two. Ahead, and we're ahead of the game. <laughs> we've had a lot, a lot, a lot going on uh, in the last two months since we have recorded. It a goes lot. along. It goes. It, this falls in line with a lot of the theme that we talked about before where, you you know, you take your time, you got to think things out, you got to adapt. Throwing a podcast in the middle of starting this new life here is not an easy thing to do. No, it's like any other commitment, something that you care about, you want to do it right. And so if you can't do it right, sometimes Mm -hmm. you end up not doing it at all. At all. And there were times when we wanted a podcast, but for whatever reason, it would have just not turned out the way we had hoped. So we've just felt the freedom to say, not now, but we will return when we can. And so here we are. And And that's a lesson in and of itself. Yeah. Yeah. The tyranny of the urgent was really more revolving around our family and visitors and some life events that happened and we needed to tend to those first. So that's kind of what happened. But we were talking the other day We've found ourselves recently saying quite a bit, wow, what a difference a year can make when we look back to where we were a year from right now. But when we were talking about just what's happened in the last two months since we've recorded, we realized, wow, what a difference even just two months can make in the lives of anybody. And we've been feeling that lately because a lot has happened in the last two months since we've recorded. And I think if any of us any of you out there look at life the same way. Everything seems so ordinary and mundane and normal as the days go by. But when you step back and look. Or you change things. Mm-hmm, you go, wow, a lot really has happened in yeah. the past couple months. So yeah. we've had. So maybe we should recap. <sighs> yeah. Should we fill in the blanks? Kind of bridge the gap a bit? Yeah. So in the last two months. We last recorded in September and... I don't even remember what we talked about. I know. We... If it, we repeat ourselves... Sorry. Oops. <laughs> but it, since in us. the last two months since we've recorded, we've um, had my mom out to visit for a nine or ten day visit. Okay. We've had our... My mom. No, your mom was in August, babe. We talked about that. Feels like yesterday. It does. So we had my mom out to visit for about nine or 10 days. We had our wonderful, amazing friends, the Boyers, come out and they stayed with us for about a week. We, my grandfather passed away. We um, joined a new homeschooling community. Not sure if I mentioned that, but I don't know. We did that. I I think that was after our last recording. Sure. Yeah. We had and experienced our first snowstorm. Oh, amazing. It was. Magical. Um, We have experienced the 
amazing beautifulness I don't know if that's a word, um, of the fall season here on the East Coast. It's kind of went by in a blink of an eye. Yep. We've ushered in winter. Winter, winter before winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we experienced our first major holiday, Thanksgiving, uh, while we've been here. And now we're set up and celebrating Christmas. So a lot has happened in the last two months. I think one of the cool parts about going through the holiday season Granted, there's a lot of change, but there's also, you bring your own traditions that you've had as a family together, and uh, going through the setup of Christmas, kind of following the exact same timeline that we would have followed uh, in California, Mm -hmm. was cool to see just the different experiences that we went through here. Yeah. Like setting up for Christmas was, we did exactly the same types of things that we would have done or that we did do mm-hmm. in California, and we just did them here. Yeah. And the f- different vibe and feeling and yeah. setup and same feelings and frustrations, like with the tree. <laughs> <laughs> it's just just in a different place, you know. Yeah. It's it was fun. Yeah. It was a fun experience, and and that I think a big thing for me was um, it made it made it a lot more fun because it was a comfortable feeling in, in following the day after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. We get our, we always got our tree mm-hmm. uh, and here the trees in a different spot instead mm-hmm. of a parking lot. It was a farm yeah. instead of a six foot tree. It's an eight foot tree mm-hmm. and, and you, you have to plan for your decorations to look different and set up in a different home and, yeah. But all of it felt extraordinarily comfortable and the same because of who we were surrounded by and the and and what we did together as a family. And and that's a cool part about you know you can you can pick up and and a lot of the conversation that that we had had to do with well think about where we were a year ago. Right. You know, not, none of this was even uh, on a radar, much less in the imagination. And yet here we are in Virginia setting up Christmas mm-hmm. uh, together as a family. Um, it was cool to experience that together. Yeah. And you can take your family and uproot them and move them all the way across the country and settle down into a new place, new home, new city, new environment, and still uh, capture a lot of those feelings. You don't lose yourself in, in those big life changes. I think that that was a concern and I know it's a concern for a lot of people who, uh, have talked about thinking about changing or not even thinking about doing it for themselves, but just pondering what it might be like. And it's a concern change scares people and it scares people because then you wonder, well, what all is going to change? But there are some beautiful things about family and tradition that never change. It doesn't matter where you are as long as you're together there's that idea of sanctuary and just um you know the family ties that will always be a bond no matter where you are and it's been neat to see those flourish in a new environment when there were moments where we thought wow what's this going to do you know is this going to change everything and it doesn't change everything it changes some really, really wonderful things and there are some challenges, but the root of who you are as a family really does persevere no matter where you are. And that's been neat to watch. 
and need to start new traditions too. And putting the old traditions in a new place. Yeah. I, I think a lot of that has to do also, it kind of goes back to everything that we've experienced so far together as a family. It's, it's us, but it's in a new place. It's us learning new things together. And when you bring uh, holiday traditions into it, it's, again, your family together yeah. in a new place. Yeah. And it, it's that's probably the funniest part about all of what we talked about is how easy it is to relate this side of it because I think anyone can relate to uh, holiday traditions Mm -hmm. and having those things in a new place kind of sums up the perspective that we're dealing with and we have dealt with since we got here Mm -hmm. uh, trying to combine the old and the new together mm-hmm. as a family. And, and I didn't, I didn't have any expectations about the traditions. I, I just wanted to make sure that we didn't lose the feelings. And yeah. There the was emotions a, there was a together. feeling of yeah. rootedness that, yeah. that some things will never change. And, right. And that's been neat to see that. Like I previously said, some things don't change even though change is kind of undergirding everything, a huge life change, uh, that doesn't mean that everything is just going to fall apart and right. be brand new and totally different. There right. are some things that just will always stay the same, and that's really, really beautiful. And I want to encourage people who might resist change because of the fear of the unknown. You know, uh, God cares about the things that you care about. And... He will provide for new traditions and he will allow old traditions, some old traditions to remain and they'll still be beautiful. And um, that's been neat to, to see. And so we've had a lot of changes in the last two months and some really hard ones, um, some family, you know, heartache with my grandfather passing and uh, even just simple things we had to kind of adjust to like being um celebrating our first holiday here solo just the family of five when we've always been surrounded by family and dear friends for every holiday that was different this year and the adjustments you make with that we cooked way too much food we did we cooked our thanksgiving dinner as if we were having our friends Thanksgiving (laughs) as if we were going to have 16 people. I think we had seven or eight dishes and a turkey and we even downsized the turkey and it was still, we looked at the amount of breast. Yeah. It was seven and a half pounds minus legs, thighs. Yeah. It was seven pounds and we still had the same amount of left. It's just, it's adjustments that you make. Um, are like, it's just, you don't think about, all the things that are happening to you yeah until it actually happens you go oh uh, okay so good for next year now we know we don't need eight side dishes and well, we don't we were, and we were also talking about thanksgiving dinner itself where we we still cooked a majority of the day we hung out a lot in the kitchen we had you know a, a really fun time getting set up for yes. just us yep um and in a blink of an eye the dinner's over yeah and a fun fun part about it a good part about it was because we eat dinner together every night yeah i mean i i 
probably can count on one hand the number of times we haven't eaten dinner together since being here. Right. Um, it may be two mm-hmm. for one reason or another. So this, so Thanksgiving when it was just us and we weren't expecting company, ended up having the same vibe of just having another family dinner. So mm-hmm. we didn't have to sit around and and soak in every minute yeah. of the time together because we're always together. Yeah. Uh, so it did end up feeling like another dinner. Yeah. But yet we still cooked all day for that. Yeah. And had the same type of tradition behind it. Yeah. Even though no one came to eat all of the food we could have invited all of luckets i think <laughs> yeah to to join and and still had some left over but um those are the adjustments that we're learning yeah. to make and those things go in everything but it's a good i think it's a relatable experience because people can uh listen to us and say yeah i completely understand yeah and I, I think it's easy to to romanticize things um especially as a onlooker when you see, you know, photos of where someone moves and it's all magical and this new adventure. But there are very real moments where the people living in that new adventure while knowing it's what they're supposed to do and truly loving the change, it's an adjustment. There were times on Thanksgiving where I was sad, you know. I We're not, this is, you know, different than how we've spent all of our married life and the la- the years previous, you know, the years prior to us getting married, it's an adjustment. We were the five of us on Thanksgiving and I was grateful for that. It's something now that it is the five of us, you know, it always will be. And we're, we're our yeah. tribe, but it's definitely, um, it's an adjustment. It's different. We don't have, you know, that's why it was nice. The Boyers were here the week before Thanksgiving. And so we had a Thanksgiving dinner with them. So there was nine of us around the table. We made a full Thanksgiving meal. It was amazing. We had so much fun, played cards afterwards, had pumpkin or two different types of pie. It was great. And that was meaningful because um, Thanksgiving's not exclusive to one day. But, you know, there is adjustments and there's, there's um, just a deluge of different feelings when you make a huge change like this. So that was our first, we got kind of broken in to that the idea of you know what when you make a huge change like this there are things you get used to and that will yeah. be different than yep. what you're used to so it's and it's embracing it's embracing the change and i think we did yeah. a good job of embracing the change i think so too um we had we've just had a lot of changes in the last uh two months it's been kind of crazy um with just so much going on and visitors and planning for more visitors um and then we had one really exciting uh, change happen within the last couple of weeks that we were, uh, somewhat expecting, but, um, we, uh, didn't think it would happen this fast. And it's, um, that some of our dearest friends are moving to the East coast. Yeah. Um, our friends, Jake and Noel are moving back east and we're so excited about it (laughs) we're like counting the down the days till they get here (laughs) yeah this is something talk about a lock and change in a year we've been saying that a lot since we got here about five and a half months ago uh a year ago the four of us would sit and talk about just dreams we had of moving 
somewhere where we could have land and feel a different vibe than the city life that we were experiencing. And all four of us seemed to really be on the same page with that. It was something that each of us held pretty close to our hearts as a future dream and to watch it come to fruition and come to fruition this quickly that this is actually going to happen for the four of us was just a real, it's just a real exciting moment. And that's a, that's a really cool part about um, experiencing something different, but experiencing something that, that God has laid out for you is what I've learned a lot and done a lot, especially in the past two months is reflect on where where we're at, where we've come, the journey we're on, um, all based on prayer and answering uh, the call. And when we sit back and talk about it, we, we, we say things like, think about where we were a year ago and the conversations we were having, and none of it, none of it at all has been even remotely close to where we actually are at right now. Right. And all of that has to do the speed, the timing, um, the future all has to do with uh, listening and obeying to what God has said. Right. And what we've prayed for. Yeah. And you have to take time and reflect on those things and you have to sit back and, and be amazed by all of it. And I, I think that's the important part is that if you lose track of that, then you get into the routine and the mundane and you lose a lot of what uh, God has actually set aside for you, you can miss the point. You can miss the point of the holiday season. And, and if if we said it a different way, if we said it without that perspective, and we sat down and, and we did a podcast and explained to people, you know, how a lot of people want to know how we're doing and what we're going through. And we, we just mentioned, you know, our first Thanksgiving uh after a big change where we were alone for the first time ever on mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. That could sound sad. Yeah. But I don't want anyone to, to mistake that as sadness because if you were here, if you were a fly on the wall during Thanksgiving at the Reeves, it was nothing but it was nothing but happiness and fun and activity and, and noise right. and and joy well because you can have both of those feelings of sorry if we pause every now and then there's crazy wind outside right now like crazy we almost thought it was an earthquake it shook our house (laughs) even though we don't get earthquakes here but it was it's a little crazy just knocked over our uh christmas tree on the porch (laughs) fake one fake christmas tree on the porch um i think too we have to be reminded and i have to be reminded that feelings can run parallel and you can have simultaneous feelings of assurance that you are doing the right thing and you're within God's will and then have other feelings running totally, you know, parallel to that of, you know, this is a little difficult today. I'm not used to this. And it doesn't take away from God's goodness and what he's blessing you with that day. It's natural human emotion Mm -hmm. and you have to, in all things, give thanks, even in those moments where there's those twinges of, oh, I miss my family or I miss my friends. You know, yep. there's, they run parallel. So 
Um, and a big part of, I mean, the, the questions that we get, a lot of the questions that are asked of us are, what are you learning? How are you progressing? What's next? Um, this season, this these past two months where we haven't been necessarily communicating on this media, um, I think is a good marker for where we are at in this journey. Uh, it's a reflection time. It's a chance to breathe. And I think that, I know we, we talk a lot about take your time, pause. Mm-hmm. Lots of slow uh, living. Slow living, uh, be intentional with your decisions and what you choose to do and pursue. Uh, I think those are all still important and still practices that we, we try and follow. Uh, I, my, my big thing for the past two months and what I've learned is, is reflect at the same time, not just pause in, in all the activity of, of embracing a new lifestyle of farming lifestyle. And, and yes, we're going to, build plot more plots yes when springtime comes we're gonna we're gonna have crops and yeah we're looking at adding cattle and all this stuff all that stuff doesn't stop but what you do need to do and i think it's a good life lesson is is reflect on all the goodness that is happening around you and the goodness that comes from the day-to-day and we still need to do exactly all the things that we were doing in california as far as growing this family and education and mm-hmm. like uh, you joining um, the girls up for for a new homeschooling group. These are all things that you can do anywhere, mm-hmm. but it's a chance to reflect on God's goodness of putting us exactly where we need to be. Yeah. And that's cool. Yeah, because even, you know, going back to a lot changes in a year, a year ago, the Browns and I were, the Browns and us were sitting talking about Texas and you know all these different places and where does God lead us to Virginia and them to one state over it's two states over yeah Yeah. (laughs) but within 40 yeah less than an hour two states it's insane and neither of these places are anywhere that we had planned to go or looked and so it reminds me like you were saying to reflect on we can try and control things and make things happen the way we see fit, or we can slow down, allow God to unfold his plan and just follow along because none of us would have thought this is what's going to happen in a year. That's a great point. And it's happened and it happened to us, not with us and, you know, dictating anything to me. That feels a lot like, um, Proof, not proof, not validation. There's a word, a, a a less lesser word than that, but it's it is definitely surrender. Um, when you honestly, in your heart of hearts, want something different, and you honestly pray those intense prayers of, I know this is what I want. I know I know that I want something different, and you open yourself up to. Uh, what God can do, you will or could end up in some place you've never even thought of before. Yeah. And which is exciting and really 
frightening for some people. It's even, it's the speed at which we got here is frightening, <laughs> but it also allowed us to operate on timing that wasn't our own. Yes. And when you're operating on timing, that's not your own and you're really allowing things to just what, you know, have we, we talked about our new church, right? Pastor Gary. Yeah. Our, okay. What pastor Gary said, um, which has become a daily prayer for me is God, don't let me get in the way. And he said that he's like, you know, the, the biggest thing is is to as individuals and humans in in this lifestyle life that we're leading is to not in, get in God's way and when you have things happen as quickly as they are happening to us it's kind of hard for us to get in the way but you'll find peace when you say let things happen and don't let me get in the way. Yeah. And I think that's a big thing that I've been learning here is being prayerful over everything. And on the, and the main message that ties all the prayers together is Lord do your let your will be done and don't let me get in the way. Yeah. And I feel like the more I step out of the way, the more things happen that I'm at peace with. Yeah. And, and I don't, I honestly, we're, we're not even six months into this, this, uh, new adventure and, <laughs> and we don't even know what it's like to go through a complete cycle of a year. We don't understand what it's going to be like when, when winter passes and spring hits. We're not even in winter. It feels like winter. Yeah. Cause we're 10 degrees below average right now. And everyone looks at us like we're crazy because we love the weather here right now and they it, it's not normal yeah nothing's been normal since we've got here for yeah. for people that normally live here um, but uh, allowing the the Lord to work in ways that just are his own mm-hmm. his timing his will and letting go yeah and getting out of the way as I as I see it mm-hmm um, can bring such peace in all of it. And I, I think that's where I'm at at the six-month mark, or hopefully we podcast before we hit the six-month <laughs> mark. No promises. Yeah, really. um, the, the feeling that I have about where we're at now is such peace. Yeah. And a lot of it has... To, it's not like we've shed everything about... We're not homesteaders. We're not living off the farm. No, we have one carrot growing in our, in our plot outside. (laughs) I haven't checked on that carrot in a while. Um, but I still, you know, I'm still working full time. We're still homeschooling. We're still doing a lot of the same things that we were doing, but we're doing them with different lenses on right now. And that's, that's cool. I think that's my reflection side of two months. Yeah. It's been a crazy two months, but it's also, in a greater sense, been a really crazy six months since we got here in a crazy in a, Oh my gosh, we're here. Let me just ease into this and absorb this, uh, ridiculously huge change and letting it kind of wash over us. There's been no speed or urgency to really any of our actions or decisions except for getting this house unpacked because I needed to do that immediately. <laughs> so I felt normal, but nothing else has taken on, you know, breakneck speed 
we're just letting it, like I said, wash over us. And, yeah. you know, we're not pushing for any new business venture or new goal. We're just letting things come as they, as God wills them and just taking it day by day, which is a peaceful and yet in a very different pace from what we had previously been used to. Do we sound peaceful? I mean, we sound really relaxed right now. uh, Well, we're tired. There's a... <laughs> Tired is part of it. We just experienced daylight savings two weeks ago, and we have one child that will gladly go to bed at five thirty at night, but will also occasionally get up at four or four thirty. Well, in the I mean, morning. you have you have this time period here where yeah. So let's talk. Let's summertime. talk briefly about some of the crazy differences. So summertime, between you had you had sunlight. When we first got here, our kids were staying up till nine every night. Which, if you know us as a couple. That just never happened. Our kids were in bed by 7, 7.30 every night in California because they're early risers. And Sean and I like to enjoy an hour or two together before... 15 minutes, I'll take. <laughs> before we both fall asleep. <laughs> but when we got here, it was sunlight until 8.30 I mean, at night. late sunlight and, and now... With now the time change now it's dark it's, at 3:45 I mean, at 4 it o'clock today. it's nuts so that's been different Probably that's been adjustment to go to bed at 5:30 yeah and while we want to allow that to happen <laughs> that's never good on the on other the, end I know. of it so we're adjusting to the different time changes and the the lack of daylight you really can't do anything outside after 5 yeah. it's a big dark a big part of, of what that means is that when you, so this goes back to the moving side of it. I, I know it's not necessarily a lifestyle change. The lifestyle changes we talk about, you can apply to anything in your life. But when you make a, a move to a different part of the country in a different weather pattern and a different timing, it, you there's so much learning that needs to be done. Yeah. Um, simple things, simple things. You're just, it's not what you're used to. Yeah. You're just, you're not, it's everything changes. Even simple things that you wouldn't think need to change. Everything is adjusted. Right. And with seasons changing, everything is then adjusted every three or four months here for us. Uh, things get put away and then taken back out and you need to schedule things differently for your homeschool day and for whatever work you need to do outside and whatever animals you have that needs to be adjusted too. I mean, there's just so much change that happens just because the seasons are changing. And to bring it to what we were talking about before we started the show, uh, is how adaptable kids are. Now our kids are, time is one thing. You, but you can deal with that anywhere. Time changes can really throw your schedule off if if you lived in a, a place for 20 years. The kids just, kids are kids and they'll do what their bodies are telling them to do. But kids are very adaptable. So if you're thinking about moving, if you're thinking about changing your lifestyle uh, to something drastically different than what you currently are in, mm-hmm. uh, I've been very impressed yeah. with our girls and how things just, they're, they're doing things that I would never have expected them to do. Yep. Uh, not that I had low expectations, 
that would be bad as a parent. Well, you don't know as but you don't. You just know. don't know. You have a rainstorm hit. You have your chickens out, and you need someone to go open the coop, get them fed, and shut the door. And shuffle and it, them all in, break up a chicken fight. I mean, they're just in a serious downpour. They just and you run out say, and do it. And you just say out loud, thinking that you're going to have to do it. Uh, hey, we need to get the chickens in. And honestly, a lot of the time, I say things out loud, thinking more for myself and telling Rachel, I'm going to go out and do this. And what I've seen is that the girls just start getting dressed yeah, and to go, go outside and they go and they, and they have adapted to the lifestyle. And it's more than just being adapted to weather. Cold doesn't bother them. Mm-mm. Like I thought it would. No, you adapt to um, that too. The kids, they can adapt to change and they can also take on a lot more than what you give them credit for. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good lesson for parents in general, mm-hmm. that kids are adaptable. Well, and it's and not this, just that they adapt, they enjoy. And they remind you as an adult to enjoy certain things too. You know, we, since we've been here, have probably got, I want to say like 25 inches of rain in the five months or six months we've been here. It's insane. They're on pace for all-time record. Yeah. For, for a year. And my kids still go outside when it's raining, run around and just stand watching the rain, watching what it does to our land. And they just are in awe of the rain. And they do the same when we had our snowstorm and they do the same when it's hazy and they stare out at the fog and they just want to go walk around in it. And they observe all of the small rivers we have, you know, in the front of our home. And their lenses are different. Yeah. And they want to collect worms and toads and they see, you know, um, animals on the side of the road and they want to stop and look at them and they see subtle changes that happen due to the seasonal, you know, transitions and they, they don't just adapt, they enjoy and they yeah. savor. And it's good for us as adults. We think we do that and we try to do that, but kids are just no, so magical, much more aware we magical. did. It was I mean, insane. Absolutely magical. It was the an early was November. Like that. The snowstorm was incredible. It snowed for the first time uh, before Thanksgiving here in decades. And our friends, the Boyers, were here. We got, it was magic. We got six inches uh, in a day. And I had to, I actually was supposed to go to work. I got farther than I thought. And I started skidding around the road. I'm like, Mm-mm, time to go home. Yep. Bye-bye. Yep. Drove home, did work from home. And, and, uh, Watch the snow. I mean, it went from little baby. It started at about six forty-five, seven in the morning, and went till about four that but night. But it went from sleep to. I remember leaving leaving for work and having. I looked at the ground and going, "Oh, look, it's shiny. It's it's starting the this um, what they call winter wintry mix." Yeah. And I thought, "Oh, that's nice. It's going to melt off." It went from that to snowflakes the size of quarters. Yeah. Within 45 minutes. Yeah. And then uh, there were six inches of snow by the end yeah. of it all. And the cool part about it is, is I'm looking out there going, man, it looks cold out there. Yeah. And these kids, they went outside full gear, throwing snowballs, wrestling in the snow, uh, doing all Running that. Running around with the dogs. Running around with the dogs, coming back in. 
warming up by the their, fire, <laughs> putting their coats by the fire. And within 15 minutes, they wanted to go back out again. Yeah. And it was fantastic to see. And so foreign to what my mind is like, where I just wanted to hunker down and, and not go out into anything cold. They embraced it. And then we go out into it, obviously, because we don't want to miss out on any of it. And then we realize how cold it tremendously is. Beautiful it is and how we don't want to miss it either. It's just they kids make everything so magical because they're so much more in tune with just about everything. They're not they're not closed off. They don't have expectations. They don't carry with them previous experiences or, you know, Mm. idealistic expectations. They're just there for the enjoyment. And I'm not saying that that they, we get here and suddenly all the chores are easy. No. We have to push in a lot of different areas, but uh, that's also a part of it. And as we push in certain areas, those things become second nature to where they... It's habit now. It's habit. Mm -hmm. And they are the ones that can shoulder a lot more than what you think they can. Yeah, and it's great. And they're learning. They're learning to do just that. Yeah. It's wonderful. It's been two months of a lot of reflection and change and really exciting um, anticipation, especially for when our friends get out here. Uh, But it's been a sweet time of um, really since we got here, just being reminded of this tremendous blessing and being excited for what other things the Lord will say, okay, this is what I need you guys to do and us following it. So since we haven't been on in a while, mm-hmm. we haven't really fielded a lot of questions. Um, I think that it, if, if uh, you reach out to us, we, with more questions, kind of now that we're back at it, you may have questions that we hadn't thought about or that we right. hadn't asked. Um, go ahead and send those our way because we don't know what we do day to day most of the time. We just kind of, we're, we're starting to get to the point where we are living this life. Mm-hmm. Um, but you guys may have questions that, well, what about this? What about that? Yeah. Uh, feel free to ask those. I think, I think we do have a question that we, yeah. we got asked. We do. Uh, uh, Maggie asked, how much acreage do you have? Is it preserved farmland? So we are currently sitting on just under six acres, six acres of land. Mm-hmm. Uh, preserved farmland, um, I'm going to assume, is is this land that we're allowed to do whatever in the world we want to it without repercussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, we are under a land use um, agreement. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you, and we had to, you had to file it through the county to where you fill out a form saying, I, I'm going to preserve this land. And I had to, I had to map out mm-hmm. the acreage that we have and what we plan on doing with it. The biggest part of that is that, you know, you get a property tax break on on land use if you preserve it. Mm-hmm. So the preservation side of it is is just that you have to uh, list out what you plan on doing with the land in a form, very vague form mm-hmm. that I filled out. But I gave them a map of what we plan on doing, and and I think within five years you have to recoup or or sell what they call sell, but it's also consume, I think mm-hmm. as part of the sale, uh, a certain amount of, of money uh, within your agricultural side of your farm use. So, mm-hmm. you know, we have pl- 
plans for crops. We have plans for animals, and we also have uh, plans to not disturb the the wood side, uh, the forest side of our land. Yeah. So we have six acres of land. We have about an acre and a half of forest that we said would remain untouched, um, and the rest of it we kind of parceled out into uh, different bits of agriculture. But yes, it, it is protected. This whole area is protected. Um, if we don't uh, follow through with that side of the plan or we choose to opt out of the land use, which means we could do whatever in the world we want with it, we have to pay all the rollback taxes, which is um, nothing that we've planned on doing. But yes, it is it is protected as, as all small parcels in, mm-hmm. in Luckett's are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think anything... Uh, five acres and over is protected here where we're at. So we're pretty much tucked away in this uh, farmland agricultural side of life and uh, it it will remain untouched. Yeah, we don't have any plans for any kind of, uh, you know, tearing down. And no one around us can. No. Unless they, we don't have enough land that any developer would care to pay all of that money. To do anything with so no. everything around us is pretty secure yeah so babe is that is that it babe i think so i think it's a good re- recap to, <laughs> to this um, next time hopefully we'll podcast maybe before christmas this will be our first christmas our first virginia christmas our friends will be out here we have plans to celebrate with them over christmas and I'm going to do a quick rundown. Dogs are bigger. Dogs are bigger. They're doing great. They're huge um, <laughs> already. If you have questions about raising farm dogs. Um, Maybe don't ask us don't right ask away. Don't ask us necessarily. <laughs> uh, chicken, we have chickens, chickens are, are good. And we discovered that we don't have just one, but we have. Two roosters. Yeah. And you're not supposed to. That's what we've been told, but they sent us so, two. So yeah, we got one on accident. We didn't find out until he cockadoodle dude while I was looking at the rooster that and began we knew attacking we had. all of our poor um, females. Yeah, he. We thought he was just a very aggressive hen leader. I would say <laughs> of hen henship. That's not. He's um, aggressive. No, he is uh, a full fledged rooster. So we have two of them now, and they're not supposed to coexist. But so far, so good. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I don't plan on starting any sporting, chicken fighting, <laughs> sporting or anything like that. So uh, stay tuned with that. They are, they're hilarious though. I am constantly amazed. Chickens are. And entranced by chickens. I, I they're highly, so funny. I highly recommend getting them. Prep for it. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we were warned by a, of, of a, a wide variety of things that could potentially happen to chickens and yep. how you should do this and do that. And maybe you shouldn't free range because you're by, everyone's going to have a different experience with chickens. And everyone's going to have an opinion. Be prepared to Amazon shop for chicken netting and never use it. Be prepared to build a fence that kind of seems pointless now. Be prepared to have a coop that you use straw one day and Pine shavings the next. Be prepared to chase your chickens off of your neighbor's property. Be prepared to let a chicken sit outside all night in the freezing cold and him be oh, just that or her just be just fine. That chicken, man. She sat on the fence all night. Yeah. And it was cold. Inside. It was the snow. It was the it was the day of the snow. Yeah. And I couldn't get this I was running this chicken all over the yard. Uh this chicken would not touch snow. 
it was foreign to the chicken, didn't want to touch it, decided I would rather sleep on a fence all night long instead of going into the coop because I don't want to touch snow. And, and you know then what? the next morning it got up and just... Chicken was there the next morning back on in. the fence. Snow was a little bit melted, found a pathway and went, went right back inside. So there are a lot of things that you will be told. And I think this may be a life lesson. A lot of things that you'll be told, but it's all about that personal experience and really just you got to feel your way out and yeah. be okay with certain things happening yep. um, that are not what the book tells you yep. is going to happen. You just got to dive in and try. So I think that's it. Yeah. We hope to be back podcasting uh, soon, sooner rather than later. And we appreciate you guys understanding, but we love you guys and we love hearing from you. So anything else, babe? Well, be sure to check out our Instagram because, um, well, you do a great job. I, I, just view it uh, you do a great job <laughs> at keeping people posted on on the different things that are going on so it, you know that we're not uh packing up the house and moving back to california yeah um so we we are living uh what we feel is an amazing life yeah and you can see pictures and comments there and um feel free to interact with us there but uh hopefully we will continue to update you on on this podcast about not just farm life but just how uh we're being shaped and molded here yeah because it's all god it is you can find us on instagram at the urban farmette you can also visit our website urbanfarmette.com where you can email us and you can find us on facebook at uh urban farmette and sounds good so we'll talk to you guys soon thanks for listening